0: You're listening to the Creatively Connected Classroom Podcast, episode number 26.
1: Welcome to the Creatively Connected Podcast from Education Closet, connecting teachers and ideas one glue stick at a time. Here's your hosts and K-12 Art Chat founders, Matt and Laura Grundler.
2: this is matt and laura and welcome to another episode of the creatively connected classroom we actually have a double feature today Um, we've got a a really good friend by the name of nick Hahn, you might have heard of her uh
3: mini matisse and a celebrity guest nick would you like to introduce your celebrity guest
4: yay i have billy keel here from the hit show on nbc making it
3: that's so exciting. <laughs> <Woo! 100%>. Yeah, <laughs> yep. We've known you for quite a long time from the internet and whatnots. And um, I know you're also known as Minnie Matisse, but you have been an art educator. Tell us for how long?
4: Oh, no. Uh, let's see. About 15, 16 years. A
3: long time. So you're always (laughs) doing creative and unique things. And I saw recently that this popped up, that you somehow had connected with the NBC show and somehow had reached out to Billy. And tell us a little bit about what's going on. And also, we need to know about Billy's background. I I don't know anything more than the show. (laughs) Sure.
4: Uh, Yeah, I'll get started on um, kind of my inspiration and how I uh, reached out to Billy. And then, of course, he has a lot of really fun information to add to that. but. You know what, my friends and I, including you guys, we all watched uh, Making It Together. Even if you were in Texas and I was in Minnesota, and then we'd hop on to Twitter and have conversations about (laughs) we did celebrate that show. Um, It was just really inspiring to have a show based around creativity. So at the end of the show, I would always check out the participants, and in doing so, I noticed that Billy. Actually, has worked in the classroom or at at least some artists in residence some visiting artist situations. So I simply emailed him and said, "Would you come to Minnesota? Would you consider this?" And he said, "Yes."
2: (laughs) Wow! I gambled in
4: the winter troubleshooting, which we'll get into a little bit later. But that's what I did. I just asked. I just asked, and he said yes.
2: That's so awesome. I mean, the connections you can make. Sorry, Billy, go ahead.
1: Then she did a lot to make it happen. <laughs> it wasn't just that easy, but. Fundraising and a very impressive, dogged determination.
3: <laughs> that sounds I, I, like our Nick. It sounds like Nick. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah definitely. So, I mean, uh, Billy, tell us a little bit about your background. I mean, we know from making it that you're an artist, of course, but I mean, Nick just alluded to the fact that you've also done some classroom visits and, um, artists in residence. So tell
1: us a little bit more about that. Sure. Uh, I'm an artist, uh, based in Los Angeles. Uh, I live in Silver Lake and, um, I did an art project, I would say four years ago where I did an installation, uh, in felt of the Los Angeles river, um, where, which is, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but it's, it's basically a concrete channel. Yes, it is. I know it's Terminator 2.
3: Grease, grease, <laughs> grease lightning. That's what I always think of. Yes.
1: Yeah. So I did a. I, I I've always liked to bike around there, and I've always been fascinated with it because there are parts of it that are natural, but then there's parts of it with homeless people sleeping in it. So I um I did an installation where I. I but I I really wanted to be true to like what it was. So I used like an in, inventory they make when they uh, clean up the river. Um, they, they list the items they, they pull out. I, this is a really interesting way to learn about the people that live along it and the culture. And then even the history, I started doing research on the history, the animals that are there in the past, invasive species that are there now. Anyway, so I did this project and it kind of garnered a, a fair amount of press in Los Angeles. And it happened to cross the desk of uh, some teachers at a school um, in Koreatown in Los Angeles and they reached out and they said, we have this artist in, uh, they call it a visiting artist program. And they said, "Would you be interested in coming in and being uh, a long-term visiting artist with us, which basically meant that I pitched them on a couple ideas for stuff to do with the kids over the course of a whole year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'd come in the classroom about once a week and it was sort of, I was doing a totally different thing from the regular art teacher. It was, it was my day and yeah. this is what we did. And, uh, immediately I, I really enjoyed it. I have two kids of my own and my wife is an educator. She's a school principal. And I just thought that it was really cool because of my interests and maybe the fact that I'm a guy or whatever, I was able to sort of reach different kids than maybe their normal art teacher was able to reach. And it became apparent really quickly that kids maybe that were a problem, uh, for the teacher, Normally, kind of was were were more interested maybe in the things I was interested in, and so they actually invited me. They they did a uh, a thing, and they said, you know, um I think they said like, uh, who are you? Who are you, who are your favorite artists? Who would you like to have? And number one, I think, was Banksy, and then I was number two. So nice,
3: wow,
1: yeah, so a bad I'm company. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I a second year, so that was uh, middle school and high school, and I really liked working with the high school kids. Middle school was, I thought was kind of hard, but. I really want to respect for you. Um, but I really I really liked it. And then I kind of have switched over this year where I'm a visiting uh, sort of art teacher at a K-5. So that's like one or two days a week. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then being on the TV show, uh, that whole thing happened. And really, some of the best feedback I got was just the fact that uh, the stuff I was doing or whatever really uh, was reaching out to, like, people, kids that maybe weren't interested in art before, you know. Um yeah. To the point where someone was like, you know, what's this, you know, uh what they say, they were like, you know, thanks a lot. My house is a mess with all this crap. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know? our house. Yeah. <laughs> just I think that's I mean, to me that's super important, you know, to be to for people to work with their hands and to really nurture their creativity and to, you know, follow their passions. So and funny enough, I had always when I did the River project back in LA before making it or anything, I always thought, like, this would be a really great thing to bring to other places. Like, this is just an idea that I just think it's a really inviting, interesting way to learn about where you're from and your environment, your history, your culture, and, you know, to kind of be hands-on. And so I always was hoping to be able to do it somewhere else. And then I got an email from from Nick and... <laughs>
4: <laughs> and here we are. Yeah. And I, <laughs> and <here you> are.
1: <laughs> some ideas and she she said uh she was interested in this one and so we we move forward with it.
4: Yep. So That's you did, so you're doing cool. a river project with
3: the kids at your school, right, Nick? So
4: Yeah. Yeah, let's let's go into that a little. Well, yeah. actually, why don't we hit kind of the the loopholes? Because I know when educators think about bringing in a visiting artist, there are absolutely a ton of roadblocks. So yes, let's yes. hit those, and then we'll talk about the project that's actually. Sounds good. Been Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so when um we when I approached my administrator about this, she was like, "Yeah, that's a really good idea. We just we need the funds for it. So why don't you you know we'll see we'll see." Question mark? Question mark? And I said, "Okay, I I heard yes, uh, yes. and and that's where I stopped listening. So now <laughs> I'm going to go make some money. So there was um, always do the fundraiser of art to remember at the beginning of the year. Did that? It was successful as always, and then that brought in some funds. So I said, I raised some money. Now I want a visiting artist. Yes. <laughs> I said, yeah, maybe maybe like one more one thousand more dollars. I heard yes. So I went back and I went to Donors Choose and I put that out there. Here's my visiting artist. This is my dream. This is why Um, it was less about the project at this point and more about bringing a celebrity, so that we could have uh, you know value behind the art.
0: Mm-hmm. It,
4: it, I find that like, oh, Miss Han told me this, but if Billy says hold your scissors like this, guess what? I hold. <laughs>
2: yeah, <you> are <laughs> like gonna that. hold you know, your like scissors like
4: that. Star power is power, yeah. and so we we I wanted that, but I also wanted this diversity, something different than what I am drawn to, and I am not a person who's going to do sports. In my artwork. I'm not a person who's probably going to bring a lot of fish into my artwork. And so that, that's out of my wheelhouse. So I wanted someone who was different than me. And that's who I want my students to see themselves in the artists that I introduced to them. So I went to Donors Choose. I put it out there. It took 24 hours before it was fully funded at $1,000. Oh. What that included was uh, parents that are very interested in art they automatically went on and started donating. And then they told their friends on social media about it. I had one giant donation from Education Closet. And this, again, relates back to just my involvement, I believe, on social media, being part of the tribe, um, explaining my needs. And then that aligned with the donations that, that that company works with. They definitely donate quite often. After receiving that $1000, I received a check from DonorsChoose because DonorsChoose is so qu- quick. You you make the money and you get you get the money. It's really quick. We were able to send that to him, to Billy right away. And then I said, "Okay, now we need to start working on the materials." Mm-hmm. That's where Billy came in. I, I worked with one company called Triarco. It's a local Minnesota business yep. and just asked for scissors and that within a day, a day and a half, I had a bunch of new scissors. And then Billy had some contacts as well. Do you want to talk about those? <laughs> sure.
1: Yeah. So after I did the TV show, a couple of companies reached out and uh, were supportive and interested in what I was up to. And I did a couple of projects right after, and they were very happy to send a lot. Uh, Joanne's and uh, Aileen's glue were very happy to send uh, stuff um, for projects I did right after, some workshops and stuff. So and a uh, installation. So after. It started really moving along. And then and Nick and I agreed that it would be a cool idea to kind of do this river project. Mm-hmm. It was pretty quick for me to kind of assemble a little presentation on the other project I did with photos. Like, this is what it's going to look like uh, without as much trash in it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, you know, would you guys like to support? And uh, both Joanne's and Aileen's glue were got back right away and sent us a bunch of glue. We got a ton of bolts of felt. Uh, we got a lot of fabric. Uh, fabric paint so it's been awesome because you know really you know I'm, I'm not big into working with like hugely expensive materials anyway but i just think you know having this just a real a lot of stuff to work with has just made it really great merely push the project forward
2: yeah that's awesome that's so cool that all of that came together just based on asking yeah i mean just that's awesome
4: and it, yeah. c- it continues um, in our school. Like uh, people are continuing to say, how can I help? How can I help? So I had to, ma- I made this list. Okay. Who can bring snacks, lunch, dinner on such and such days. And our families are signing up. They want to be involved. We're even having a family night tonight to thank the donors, choose people, specifically Aww. those families. So they're coming tonight. Their hands are going to be a part of this collaborative project. And I'd say much needed, you know, like <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, the
2: Yeah, (laughs) as much needed
3: yeah oh my goodness were there any other roadblocks and I only ask from my administrative hat like safety and security is always an interesting thing in my world like did you have to go through fingerprinting or anything like that Billy, to come into the school and work and I'm just curious
1: not not for this um but I had been I had gone through that process for the last thing I had done so if it was something that was needed yeah it was no problem, you know, like, and, and they vet you, um, before you go on television, they give you psych evaluations and they vet you pretty good <laughs> before you, you go in there. Really? <laughs> you going crazy and wrecking the thing, I think.
3: Oh my gosh.
1: Like, I think I was solid there, but yeah, I think that's. Really- <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, every artist
2: has, has a touch of crazy, but you know.
1: Exactly. Right, right. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> I'm not
2: crazy. I'm
3: just not
1: dating.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's a good point, Laura, that there is definitely things that you need to work with, um, within the school, such as safety. So most volunteers that come in do need a background check for my particular school. So going through your administrator and working with them as a team is really, yep. important. as well as like, who can be photographed during this time. And absolutely all of those rules have to be gone over and, and it's individual to your school. So working with your administration is extremely important.
3: I concur. <laughs> <laughs> so, and yes. yes.
4: I Well, I want to go back
3: to something Billy said a minute ago. You, you said that you really um, prefer working in media that's maybe not so expensive and things that are readily available. Can you talk to us a little bit about that and why?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I just... Um, Uh, for me, I think there's just like a real magic in kind of taking sort of mundane materials and, and creating something really fantastical or crazy out of them. You know, I think that to me, I kind of always see it as sort of like, uh, you know, like a a double date kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like maybe like, maybe if I do, uh, if we do a river installation, maybe some people are interested in the fish and they have stories about their cabins and their fishing and, the actual subject matter. But then maybe there's other people that are interested in, you know, they used to do sewing with their grandma or they've used felt for X, Y, and Z costume and they haven't used it this way. And, and it just, I always think for me, art is like a conversation. And I always think that the more ways I can open up to sort of have people find a way into it, like the more I can kind of continue that conversation with more people. So yeah, I, I, uh You know, and a lot of artist friends that I'm drawn to in Los Angeles, you know, work with cardboard, work with um, quilting, other materials that taking something maybe that people have forgotten about or people see, you know, one way and just doing something with it that make it make it they see it in a new light, I think, is always like really exciting to me.
3: Do you ever feel as an artist that sometimes it's looked down upon for choosing a media like cardboard or felt?
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, I think you sell, uh, you can charge a lot more money for something made out of gold. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I was actually
1: thinking about Damien Hirst. That's so funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a, a friend of mine and I always had that joke. We were like, we were like, why don't we just pour gold all over this stuff? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, um, I think that is, I, I yeah, I definitely think there's something to be said for that. But I think like if you can really, if you can push through and and take a material like that and and make it something that it achieves like some kind of artistic intent or you know uh, or completion to it then i think you know then i think that's even harder to do than, you know what i mean to like a damien Hearst maybe working with money or working with you know <laughs> <laughs> or something you know <laughs> um funny. and also I, I, I think there's an interest too and i and i think this is part of it and this is what the show tapped into is working i you know, a lot of kids, maybe, uh, maybe the most they use their hands is to swipe. And so what about, I always, I had an old football coach who was a poet. This is crazy. And he always used to say before practice, he used to make us like move our fingers around like this. And he always said it activated a different part of your brain. Mm -hmm. And I really, I think that's really true. I think ideas come when you're, maybe you're working on something with your hands that maybe wouldn't have come when your attention is taken up by a screen or something else. So Activating these old things and maybe these old crafty kind of techniques and processes and materials in a new way, I think, is a way to to get maybe kids and other people interested in that it's important. That's so
2: cool. I loved, I mean, going back to what you were just saying about the cardboard, you know, you said, you said very mundane and it's funny because I, that's a lot of the things that I use in my classroom with my middle school kids. You know, it's something that you, everyday item that you look past almost because you're just like, well, it's just a piece of cardboard. What can you do with that? And, you know, we've used it for all kinds of things like printmaking and sculpture and
3: all kinds of Transform it. Yeah. Just like Billy
2: said. And then, Going back, you know to what you were saying about, I find it really interesting you're mentioning your football coach you know talking about who is a poet and also was talking about the that kinesthetic you know of getting your fingers moving around to activate another part of your brain because a lot of kids who kind of think, "Oh, I'm just a sport kid or I'm just a, this kid or that kid, and they only lump themselves into that into that one thought yeah. so
1: yeah, I yeah, and I, you know like I, this Ruperty on the river project like i I like doing a lot of stuff with sort of sports, uh, themes, you know, like I'm a big fan of sports and memorabilia and, you know, that kind of stuff. And exactly. Like, I think that, you know, that was one way that a lot of, um, uh, kids that were not interested in art at all, um, mm-hmm. became interested in it. And I think it's a really great time for that because, you know, like, I- I've been really involved lately with like the NBA and kind of sneaker culture and, they are really into customization and they are into the materials that are, these shoes are being made out of. Yeah. And it's just a little bit step further to start thinking about like customization is art, you know, yeah. uh, customization is something creative made for you. And yeah. so that's real interest to me right now is kind of expanding out on that. And I don't think art should be like a walled off garden. I want it no. to be like everybody should have like creativity in their life. And maybe if they don't make something, at least buy it or appreciate it or follow it on Instagram. You know, that to me is like really important and, you know, part of the conversation.
2: Absolutely. That's awesome.
3: Kind of lead us back into the the River Project and how you're connecting that at your school, Nick, and and what you guys are doing um, to really pull the kids in and the community in.
4: Sure with the river project, one of the requirements or requests, um, that my school administration had was, well, I, I showed Billy's version for LA and just, can you just, you kind of mentioned actually those things earlier, like there's things that represent that area. There might be some trash and there might be, there was a gun in it because of the movies that are filmed there. And there's, there's a lot of things in that, that my administration just Wanted us to go a different direction, so that helped us out. We knew we wanted the river to project, but we were going to keep it. Um, and in Minnesota, we do have some really nice clean water right <laughs> yeah. now. It, it's nice, so we uh, decided to highlight more our native fish, even maybe some of our adva- invasive, we, invasive, yeah, invasive yeah. species. We also have a little bit of tribute to our Native American roots. And our uh, the, we have a top hat in there, and this this has been a uh, question that Billy's asked for every group. Do you know why we have a top hat in a Minnesota scene? Do you guys have a, a uh, group? No. No. no? Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm like I got nothing for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we did a little research, and a, a big industry up here was the beaver furiers.
3: Felting. Beaver oh, beavers. Yeah.
1: Hats out of beaver pelt. And then one kid brought up, I gotta say this was amazing. This kid said that then they think that the oil from the beavers seeped into people's heads and made them crazy, like the Mad Hatter in Alice in Wonderland. Oh
3: smart little cookie.
4: Wow, you know? Yeah. Fun facts from second grade, right? Yeah. yeah, Wow.
3: Yeah,
4: and it's been fun. So for those of you who have never been to Minnesota, we're big fisher people. We're on the lakes, we're on the rivers. Um, we're land of ten thousand lakes.
1: And Even what? when
4: they're
1: icy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> True. Those fish are still alive underneath all that ice. I think so.
4: Yep. yep. They don't freeze. In it. <laughs> no. But that has been the beauty of this project is as Billy shows um, our northern pike and our muskie and our walleye and all the different uh, types of fish. The kids are saying, I caught that one with my grandpa. I caught that one last week. And one kid, what was your favorite one? The one that was like, I've caught every single one of those. Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, part of fishing is lying. Yes.
4: Okay. Right. Fish yes. Fish tails. Hello. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the big story. <laughs>
4: yes.
2: <laughs> yes. That's why, called, that's
3: why they're called fish tails.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean,
4: yeah. you know. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So we're experiencing a lot of that that culture and and I think that's the the beauty of this is that kids are relating to the piece of artwork that we're creating and creating it collaboratively is always, it's creating community within our school and um, beyond their individual classroom. So it's, it's a powerful, powerful experience.
1: It's, been, it's funny because like we worked with um, Nick's uh, husband, who's also an educator and he helped us build some beautiful frames uh, to put our project in. And so then we we put the back we put blue in the back and then we started layering the fish in as we went. And earlier in the week, like everybody was like staring at me and excited that I was here. And then as it went on, they're just staring at the, you know, I was like, What about me? You're, like looking at the thing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's what you want to happen, you know? <laughs> art becomes the center. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ooh,
4: yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. So there, is that a little so jealousy from Billy to the artwork and then and then I've never had students ask me for my autograph, but this guy, I have to play his bouncer and say, no, <laughs> they just don't know
3: you're famous learn, with man. art teachers. Right, right. No, that's, that's the thing. They just don't handlers. know.
0: Yeah. Hi there. This is Susan Riley, founder of Education Closet. If you love these conversations with Team Grundler and friends, please be sure to check out K12 Art Chat on Twitter. The chat is held every Thursday at 8.30 p.m. Central, and it's a great way to continue the conversation. Just go to twitter.com and search hashtag K12 Art Chat. We look forward to chatting with you over there soon. Now let's head back to the show.
3: You know, I was going to ask about the frames, actually, because I saw a picture on Instagram of the family moving in all these massive, like, what, what's the size we're working with here? Because Just from the picture, it looked like there were multiple frames and that they were very large. Yeah.
4: Yeah, we decided to go with a standard size. Tim, like uh, Billy mentioned, my husband being a a shop teacher, a tech ed teacher, and Billy being a a person that works with his hands as well, we know that a four by eight sheet is a standard size. Um, Tim Act, do you know the name of the material, the backing? It was
1: a kind of a a built right, I think it's a kind of like really uh, industrial fiberboard. that he used
4: yeah. So he kind of, um, steered us in the, he told us what we wanted and,
1: <laughs> and it works light as well. It's really
4: yeah, okay. good. He figured it out that we, we could make these frames eight by four weighing less than 50 pounds oh, Wow, uh, with felt being the subject inside that wasn't going to add anything or much. Yeah. And, um, that's important too, because after this, of course we want to mount these in a place of, of honor. So we have two frames at that size. Um, they're going to be next to each other. So it's an actual 16 by 4 image. Wow.
1: A diorama? I guess, you know. Di- it's yeah, right. Be... It, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Got layers, yeah. 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 Okay. yeah we're going to stuff it and hang, so it's going to have a couple layers to it, but yeah.
3: So oh so you're gonna like hang some fish and things too? Yeah. So, so I cannot
1: wait to see yeah, this. Final awesome. Of that. We have wire coming up from the bottom, so there'll be plants coming up from the bottom. Yeah. Okay. Wow.
4: All right.
2: Um, Nick, you were talking about the the impact that you know having the community and and students and everyone feeling like they were a part of it. Did you feel at any point that like like see a big a bigger change or was there like was it something that needed to be done or was it, was it something that was kind of extra in a community that, you know, maybe is really supportive?
4: I think um, what this has done is really pulled out my art supporters in my community. So I knew that I had some, I didn't know who they were. Mm -hmm. And now that, and I would say like in my conversation and anyone who's like, gung ho about bringing an artist in, It took a lot. It took a lot of me saying, it's really, it's the best. You're going to love it. It's going to be great. But until they're here, until they're creating, until the, the principal and the other teachers are walking in and seeing what's happening, until I'm posting things on Seesaw, telling everybody about it, they don't understand the same way that I knew in my heart. And so um, now that the reality is happening, I'm finding that uh, people are reaching out. They're excited about it. They can't wait to see this. We have new followers on probably both of our Instagrams just because now they're aware like, oh, this is where I go to find out more information about it. And I think. I, I, you know me, I love to celebrate what's happening <laughs> in the creative world. It's not about bragging. It's not about anything like that. No. And people are resistant to it, but it's all about celebrating the creative um, abilities of your students and the creative ideas within your classroom. Yeah. That's
3: awesome. So
4: that's what's happening.
3: Whoa. That's awesome. Billy, I have another question for you. I, so I grew up in Oklahoma and there was a collaborative that, uh, kind of a fine arts organization that had grants available for artists and residents to come be long-term artists and residents in our, in our schools. So growing up, I had a couple different experiences with artists being in our schools for three to four weeks. And honestly, one of those experiences is one of the reasons I love printmaking so much. Like printmaking is really, I love it because of this experience I had with this artist. And I'm curious if you are aware of any organizations like that that help bring in artists and residents or have you ever worked with an organization like that I've personally been looking for something like that in Texas for a long time I have a very difficult time finding a way to bring in artists and residents you have to have a really gung-ho teacher like Nick to do all the extra and it's just that's hard for a lot of people and so I'm trying to find other avenues grants other ways to bring in artists and residents
1: I wish, I wish I did. I, I do not. You know, honestly, I, my first experience and just speaking on behalf of, like, artist friends of mine that do the same thing were mostly with private schools, you know, that had extra money to, to do it, you know what I mean, and had the appreciation, appreciation for it. Uh, that was my first experience. I didn't know it was really even a thing yeah. so much. Like, um, and until uh, a private school reached out to me, and it was great. And then my friend's done it at a couple private schools like in uh, in Los Angeles. And he just did one in Massachusetts. But this is my first year, actually, uh, the school uh, that I'm working at in L.A. now. And then this experience here in Minnesota are both public schools. And like you said, uh, from what I've seen so far, it takes either a very determined art mm-hmm. educator or a very determined, what do you call it? Like friends of like a parent, uh, yeah.
3: Friends of the arts, PTA, PTA
1: or yeah. The yeah. PTA. They're the ones, um, in LA that are, are actually, are funding us coming to the school. And, uh, that just is such a huge thing because we're able to make up, we're making, you know, we're kind of making up our own curriculum and doing our own projects and, you know, they don't, we're not assigned to some school in Mm -hmm. LAUSD. It's like, we got to go to our local school and and do it, you know? So I, 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 if you hear of any, please let me know. I think it's great. I think it's a great thing. And, you know, I, 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 to this day, kids that I, uh, was visiting with three years ago still come and intern with me in the summer um, awesome. still reach out to me all the time on instagram and stuff go check out my projects. so uh you know it's i don't think like you like you just said with the printmaking example like i i really think it can have an effect on on kids you know like just just seeing a different point of view and and bringing in someone someone different sometimes and someone that's really committed to what they're doing and passionate about it i mean I appreciated
3: what what Nick said too about like she's not gonna have a lot of sports aspects or outdoor aspects, and that's just not her personality. I just I think that we all bring a lot of our personality into our classroom, and um, really good teachers share who they are with their kids. And but it's it is really nice to see someone else. But then there's this also part of me that loves the idea of kids seeing a working artist, that it's a real career, you know, that it's something you can do for a living and that it's, it's something just for fun. Yeah. It's not just for hobby or it's not just for fun and that it's, it's worthy. I know that sounds weird, but I've had as a high school teacher, I've had students that were tremendous artists and loved love 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 being in class and making and creating and they would get through your art one level class and their parents would say no more because you're going to go do something that's going to, yeah exactly doctor lawyer that that's not something that's going to pay dividends later so you need to move on and so I think having the experience of showing the community a true working artist is is a really wonderful aspect to this as well
1: Agreed. Yeah. And it's yeah. fun too. I mean, just, you know, like, uh, so I, you know, when I came into this, I, you know, I was, they, I'd had some press in LA, so it was kind of like, Hey, this guy does stuff, you know, like uh, <laughs> writing about it or, you know, doing, right. You know, doing interviews with him. And then, then I'd go on a crazy TV show or I do an installation for, uh, you know, Jordan brand sneakers or Amoeba records or, and these kids are following the whole journey. You know what I mean? Like nowadays, this is what I tell kids too: is like I don't. I know half the lawyer people with law degrees I know aren't lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> so true. I can't find a doctor in L.A. You know they're all quitting. Um, so you know today with social media and everything, you know if you're passionate about it and you want to make it happen, then you know there's there's a way to do it. And so I think it's cool that you know these kids now even afterwards can follow what I'm doing and I get posts and they comment and they still, you know, reach out and stuff. So, you know, like you said, they're seeing that and they're kind of can see it through the years, which I think is really a cool thing too, you know.
3: Well, I think they get to see their teacher making something happen as well. I mean, you know, there's that aspect of it as well. Is that, you know, persistence is a huge part about being an artist and and just being a go-getter, you know? And I mean, if you're going to be an artist, you've got to get out there and and, and make things happen exactly mm-hmm. and they're seeing nick do that they're seeing you do that with your career just what an amazing experience for your kids nick
4: yeah truly congratulations
3: like what a win like this is really cool
1: anybody said to me they're like uh you know what why how did this happen Just like point to her and <laughs> <laughs> know. you know what i mean like yeah I had a number of emails about all kinds of stuff and some of it got followed up on and and some of it didn't, you know, and uh, this is one that is really, I was, I mean, I was just as really impressed with her, her planning ability and her organizational ability and her fundraising ability and her determination. And I said, you know, I want to honor this. Like, I want to come and show these kids that if you have an idea and you want to do it, then you can do it. You even, know?
4: even in the middle of February. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, lucky, I was actually, Lucky you from L.A. So you know? Right.
4: Going to L.A. to
3: Minnesota <laughs> in February. Thanks. <Yikes. laughs> <laughs> and that was maybe so one that, of the obstacles <laughs> had snow day during a snow day during this yes yeah, oh no
2: mm-hmm. and so, like no. he has a look on his face yeah. right now like oh my gosh what have I done <laughs>
4: we, it, we adjusted schedules um ever all the educators in the school were like yep we'll make the when do you need us and and then uh so we've doubled up on some classes we've had some kindergarten with fifth graders which has been fun and and really there is a lot of uh treats you know the Bob Ross's famous saying right happy accidents and it truly has been so we're lucky because we had we had time to prep we had time to make these frames yeah it it turned out okay
1: yeah and like (laughs) and from my point of view you know I mean Nick and her family were so sweet and they're like you know do you want to go ice fishing do you want to (laughs) go sledding do you want to go snowmobiling and I do want to do all those things but I was like wait you have a really sweet studio and your husband has a nice wood shop
3: Make stuff. Ooh, still, let's, let's, let's go make. That. Let's you know, make, make. that sounds even yeah. more fun to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Well, I mean, as we come to the end of our conversation, we always like to ask, you know, what's one takeaway or some words of wisdom that you'd like to share with the the educators that are listening to the podcast. So, I'd like to ask both of you that question. You know, um, Nick and Billy, what are what are some takeaways from this experience and some words of wisdom that you would share? with any educator?
4: One thing that I'd point out to educators is this wasn't easy um, in any way, shape or form, but it was worth it. And I think it will be. Um, it's something I'm proud of. I'll be able to look at this art work, and so will the students that come into this school for many, many years. And so that's, that's why it's worth it. It's, it's a reminder of the moment that we had with Billy. It's a reminder of art and creating and crafting and it is worth it. So that's mine. Uh,
1: yeah, mine. Mine is that I think that I uh, continue to learn as much from the kids as I can teach them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you day. know when Nick mentioned the snow day. I mean, this project was not conceived as a lesson for children. This was just my crazy idea, and people responded to it. And then you know, this is what we decided that would be great for this, and we decided let's try and make this work, and. You know, we did a lot of planning, and I and I, and I did, a, and we did a lot of preparation. But you know, that first day, I mean, we learned a lot. You know, I mean, yeah. we really learned like how we can do this and how we can make this work for five, six different grades, kids with different abilities and different interests and everything. And then on top of that, also the thing is, is they are, you know, inspirational, you know, like I come away with ideas. I, you know, they say things I never would have thought of and uh, things that add to my project and like my work in ways that I would not never imagine, you know? And uh, so that's what I think it is. Like, I feel like I, when I come into a classroom, I'm, I'm there to learn as much as I am to teach anybody anything. That's
3: so cool. I'm so inspired. Yeah. Yeah, you know, well, and I actually, can I ask you one more question, Billy? Yeah, of course. Why are you an artist? It's
1: a good I mean, you know what it is. I think is that I had, um, I had like I was a creative director when I was younger, uh, at a like a design firm. I've made TV commercials. Um, I've done animation, and just the more I was in creative fields, the less I wanted clients or a boss if I could avoid it (laughs) 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 to like, I want to be my own boss purely like as much as I possibly can. And and I want to, I want to create ideas. And then as I've done it, as I, after I had that initial idea, as I've done it, it's been a a total two way street, you know? I mean, like this whole experience, um, I never would have imagined you know, uh, a couple years ago, that that something like this would happen, and that, you know, I mean, I'm at this point, I'm building a, a vocabulary of rivers, <laughs> 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 um, uh, uh, you know, a vault of of river templates that you know I can that is, I really enjoy and that I can do anywhere and that people respond to. So, you know, that's, that's the main thing for me, you know, is, uh, I, is being able to be as creative as I can at all times. And if I have to go back and get a day job, I have to go back and get a day job. <laughs> <laughs> well, <that doesn't> happen.
3: <laughs> there is the Trinity river here in Dallas, just so you know.
2: Hey, I'm available if you're,
3: <laughs> if you're interested. It's quite a, it's a, it's
2: and I think it would be really interesting yeah. to see how all three rivers are different.
1: But, yeah,
2: totally.
1: <clears throat> yeah. So, I, yeah, I'm interested. Like I always think, like uh, Riverwalk in San Antonio. Oh yeah. And, oh, yeah. oh gosh. <laughs> future now and uh, and you know I I used to live in New York a long long time ago and uh, I was fascinated with the Newtown Creek with the Gowanus Canal oh, and it's been rewarding to me like after I did the Los Angeles project. I was invited. There was actually a crazy, there's like a big swirling ideas about what to do with the Los Angeles River. And recently they brought in the architect Frank Geary, and uh, one organization put him in charge. And they invited me to their fundraiser to install my river at their fundraiser. Wow. Frank Geary. And yeah. he was doing his first thing was to do like a, a study <laughs> of all the water. And there's, uh, there's a Compton Creek. There's, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, it leads
2: into so much more.
1: Yeah. And it's like, uh, it, it, you know, people want views from their house. People want uh waterfront property people, you know, it's like, yeah. it, it, it plays into to people's lives in such a way that, uh, it's really interesting to me and, it, and it's a, it's a portal into like so much more, you know? Yeah.
4: Wow. Yeah. The ecology aspect of this has been tremendous to, you know, to have the kids learning about the fish or teaching, teaching us about the fish we've yeah. learned, we've learned yeah. a lot about our underwater creatures the environment yeah, yeah. yeah
3: i mean it's just you know I, I always think it's funny that we're so stem oriented and it's really steam like every everything connects back to art you can pull it all in so mm-hmm. it's really exciting to see you guys do do well, some steam and some science in there oh, so yeah, yeah. Well, we
2: can't thank you guys enough and we appreciate you taking away your time as uh to join us yes at the end of the
3: day before you go back to it here in a few
4: minutes (laughs) yeah we we have family night tonight so yeah can't wait to see pictures
2: about how that all goes
3: yeah
4: yep you bet and always a pleasure talking to you guys thanks for being such advocates for us and and um letting us celebrate
3: well it was it was wonderful clearly we could have kept talking so (laughs) thank you so much for taking the afternoon to visit with
0: us great so, to meet you guys thank you so much thank you all right all right we will talk to you guys later all right Bye, all right. Guys. bye Heads up, 7-Up friends. If you've been enjoying these episodes, be sure to subscribe to the Creatively Connected Classroom podcast. You'll get a notification every time we release a new episode each and every week. And take a screenshot and put it on your favorite social media, Twitter, Insta, Facebook, you name it. Tag Education Closet and K12 Art Chat so we can reach out and say thanks. And if you really love us with all the feels, give us a review and or a rating over on iTunes. It helps others find the show and connect with our incredible community. Thanks for all your support.